0: Hey, before you hang up, say this. This is Steve Pavlina, and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. Do you want me to say it like that? (laughs) You say it it how Steve says it.
1: Okay. This is Steve Pavlina, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Veer.
0: Perfect. Good. Thanks, brother. (laughs) Later.
1: Okay. All right. Take care.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. gina drury thank you so much for being on vroom vroom veer and welcome to the show how's it going
1: it's going good thanks for having me
0: yeah i appreciate you reaching out we both uh we both have a mutual friend in uh in phaedra and we were both on uh on her podcast and and you saw me there and you said hey i think uh i think we should have a chat and i uh, absolutely yeah <laughs> you know it's funny because uh You know, I do these podcasts, other people's podcasts, right? And Phaedra was great, and we had a really good time. And I remember, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I haven't had a crisis in a while. What should I talk about, right? Right. So I, I have this little, oh, well, you know, it did happen that when I was 23, you know, I had this little depression thing, and and I went through some suicide attempts. No big deal. I'm over it. It's years ago, right? I'm grown up. Right. It's right, it's, right. it's in the past, you know. <laughs> right. And and then and then you know, weeks later, it comes out, and here it is on my Facebook page, and people are. You know, Facebooking me saying, I never knew. Oh my God, let's talk. You know, it's right, like, right.
1: I'm like, oh <laughs> crap, what did I do? <laughs> you let the cat out of the bag. Man. I did.
0: I did. Oh, podcasting. Damn you. Anyway. Right. right. <laughs> but I mean, it was like, like I was Skyping people and they were like, oh, you should have told me. And I'm like, mm, you know, I should have, but I didn't. So anyway, it so was
1: th-
0: <laughs> it was a long time ago. So here we are again. We're going to dredge up Regina's past. <laughs>
1: Mine isn't quite as so long ago as yours, but yeah, it's in the
0: past. (laughs) Right, right. I understand, and and we're both laughing, and you have to move on from these these moments. You know, Um, doesn't mean that you get over them. They're with you. You know, Um, right. I get that, but yeah. So, so you are now uh, still a corporate accountant. Am I correct? Yes.
1: Yes. For now.
0: <laughs> Good for you. And you're moving off of that. And then, so, yeah, that's what your, your email said. You're in the middle of a veer. So that's great. Um, right. And then you also started your own podcast, which is amazing. So we can yes. find out more about that at the inspired dot com. Yes. And we'll talk about that as we get closer to the end of the show. But let's first start out in the back of time, in the back of time, and go back in time. There we go. Well, Uh, it is the back of time. It is the back of time, isn't it? (laughs) It might be the butt of time. We don't know. Perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. Um, But let's go back in time and talk about Regina in high school. So what were you like?
1: Oh, my goodness. In high school. That's way back. Yeah, that's hard to remember. It was so long ago. Uh, <laughs>
0: I understand.
1: I, okay, I was raised in an extremely strict religion. I won't name the religion, but um, it was very um, stifling, I guess, is the word I will use for it. Okay. Uh, you know, it, and it was... I hate to say this, but it was slightly chauvinistic. All the rules were for women, and the guys didn't really have many rules, you know. So, oh, right. women okay. can't wear pants, they can't cut their hair, they can't wear jewelry, they can't wear makeup, they wow. can't do this, they can't do that. Right, you, know, right. you can't okay. have a TV, you can't, you know, all that stuff. Mm. So, I was extremely naive and
0: mm. and
1: very sheltered. Sheltered, yeah. that's a good word, right? Um, so, I I didn't know a lot about a lot growing up. And yeah, understood. <laughs> so, um, so I was in band, though. Uh, I was allowed to be in band, although my mom had to make me culottes for the band uniform because I wasn't allowed to wear pants. Um, wow. So okay. there's that. There's that. Uh, <laughs> all my friends were jealous because my mom could pick me out on the field and nobody else could because I was the only one in the skirt. But, you know, <laughs> I didn't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just, you know, anything that makes you stand out when you're in high school is just bad. Right. Exactly. You just want to kind of blend, you know?
1: Right. And, and that, that frustrated me a lot. Um, I wasn't, I was never allowed to go, you know, I wasn't allowed to go to the movies or to bowling or to roller rinks or any of that stuff. So I couldn't hang out with any, you know, any of the kids from school. Mm. So, uh, so your social
0: circle was kind of church.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It was all all the kids from church and that you know that's all we did. Every once in a while I was allowed to invite somebody from school to my house and they could hang out at my house where my mom could, you know, watch. But right. Yeah. Yeah. But um I didn't really have many, you know, lifetime type friends outside of of church for Mm. the longest time. Sure. Um my junior year in high school, I made a really stupid decision and decided that uh the the, the local Christian school in town needed less credits to graduate, oh, so okay. and I had foregone all of my study hall in favor of uh, extra electives. So I had band and choir, so I didn't have to have study hall, so I got extra elective credits. Okay. So, so I had more credits than everyone else, and I, and I figured it out that if I went to this Christian school and worked really hard my junior year, I could graduate a year early. Oh wow, that's a whole so, lot of
0: extra credits.
1: Yeah, well, they they needed a lot less credits to graduate. I should say a lot. Maybe, I think maybe four or five okay. less credits to graduate. Right. So, um, so I did that. Good for band you. Wow. Yeah. Well, I it, it was a it was not it's a hacker the best kind of
0: situation. Of, uh, situation.
1: Right. Right. So I I did that. I graduated a year early. Uh, my graduating class was all of four people, but I was valedictorian. So <laughs> I got to put that on my resume. Yay! <laughs> That's great. Four people, and you
0: were number one.
1: Wow! Uh, uh, you know that when I when I put it on my job applications, I did not have to say there were four people. I just right. said valedictorian of high school. It counts. So it, it counts, and it makes counts. me look smart. There so. You go.
0: Uh, <laughs> Tim Ferriss would love that story, right? (laughs) That that is that is the ultimate hacker story, uh, right there. there. You hacked high school.
1: Well done. (laughs) So, unfortunately, though, um, I graduated like a week after I turned 17, and my mom decided that I couldn't really leave. I couldn't go anywhere that she couldn't know what was going on. Ah. So, I moved to St. Louis and went to Bible College. Okay, which the Bible College was affiliated with the organization that we had we were attending, sure, so she knew all the people up here, and right. she knew the Dean and she knew the you know the people and she's
0: this is her way of keeping an eye on you,
1: yeah, and to be honest, the college was stricter than she was, wow, so yeah. yeah. Freshmen can't single date. You can't You can't get in a car with even number of male and female. You have to have odd number. And you have to fill out paperwork before you leave in a car that has mixed gender. And, you know, the whole – it was very – You know, college is supposed to prepare you for the world, not take a step backwards. <laughs> but, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, My goodness. So, yeah. So, I mean, talk a little bit
1: about, like –
0: you knew this was weird while you were in it, right?
1: I did, but I did not have the knowledge or resources to get out of it at the time.
0: No, no, I get that.
1: Yeah, but you had
0: I, you had you had insights that you were like, "Well, I know this is not like everybody else."
1: Right, right. right. Well, and I would ask questions because um, my mom had been part of this religion since she was thirteen. Right. So um, I, I would ask her questions, for example, um, you know, Mom, I know that it's wrong to to wear pants, but, you know, did you ever just have the desire to, even though you didn't, did you ever just want to or or think that maybe I'll try it once or anything like that? And she would she would always say no. I never had the desire. And then people would get up in church, and what what they I don't know what your religious background is. They would right. stand up and testify.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I thank God I never had the desire to do blah and blah and blah. You know, and all these things. Mm. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, There's well, got
0: to be something wrong with me because I really want to put on some pants.
1: Right. I mean, like, <laughs> and you know, as as a little bit younger before I started, you know, getting a little bit more self aware, I'm like. Well, how bad of a sinner am I that I want to wear pants and watch TV? I mm, mean, right. you know, TV now in, in my life is a huge thing. I love TV and movies, and I have tons of useless TV and movie knowledge. But, me too. you know, Yay. I had. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I felt so horrible that I had the desire to do all this stuff. And, you know, the, the place where I was raised t- tells me that it's wrong and I'm going to hell because of it. Right. You know, and so every, everybody that I asked would always say, oh, no, I never had the desire to do that. And I'm like, well, why do I, mm. you know, and right, that right. was you get was this like tr-
0: what's wrong with me complex going on.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. and then I go, I go to this Bible college and then they make it worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So. Yeah. So
0: how was the Bible college academically? I mean, was it, um, did was there any good did any good come out of the experience or was it A just, little. A yeah. little. Okay. Well
1: there. okay, so they only I, I don't know what they are announced twenty years later, but right. they only had three majors. You could major in theology, which was what most of the guys did because they all wanted to be preachers. Right. You could marry uh, Mary. You could major in Christian education, which was mostly girls because it's you know teachers and teaching in christian schools and christian school administrators okay and then the third one was music and that was a mixture of guys and girls
0: and you were already in band and in choir
1: so so i knew how to
0: do minga minga and things like that
1: yeah so i majored in church music and wow okay I, i did learn a lot there um You know, I also had to take the theology classes, and I had to take the Christian Ed classes, and I had to, you know, because that's part of the whole Bible college experience. Um, And I and I I learned a lot about scripture and stuff too. So you know, I I can't fault that. But um, I was there for about two years. I didn't graduate, but I was only short a few credits, I think. Mm. Um, But you know, I uh, the music classes that I took were my favorite ones.
0: Um, because you got a little break from all the religious stuff
1: right and it was strictly you know a b c d e f g and chords and progressions and you know stuff that i would learn in a real college Mm. yeah right so so i'm like i like this part so um so that was the good part and you know i i I made some friends, uh, some of, you know, a lot of my I keep, I have on my Facebook, we're not extremely close, right. um, you know, but I, I live, I live in, I don't know if I should say that, I'd say I live in the town where the, the headquarters of the organization is, right. so there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people from this organization that live in this area and that work in this area and that work for the organization, so... Gotcha. Um, so a lot of the people that I went to Bible college with are still here in town. So I see them on occasion, you know, out and about and everything. So, but after two years, I realized, well, by that time I was 19 and, uh,
0: and now you're sort of like of age where you can make your own decisions, so to speak.
1: A little, yes. A little. Um. (laughs) Well, legally, (laughs) legally. Right. 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 So, I quit school and I moved because I'm originally from Papa Bluff, which I, I don't know where you're from, but um, Papa Bluff is Southeast Missouri, right on the corner, the little tip of the boot heel. So it, it, Missouri is like a big square with the little, little heel at the bottom of it. So okay. it's like a shoe. So Papa Bluff is like right on the corner of the boot heel. And um, so I went back home or back down there and, um, for like, I don't know, six months, I guess. And then, um, my mom met someone up here and married him and we moved back up here. (laughs) (laughs) Just when you thought you, you escaped. Right. So uh, we we came back up here. Um, wow. So I, I, at that point I just started working and I, I just worked. I mean, I had two or three part-time jobs and I, you know, I just worked. Okay. Um, and went to church and
0: part-time jobs okay all right yeah. because yeah. yeah i mean you, you haven't finished college yet you and all you studied was music so
1: right and right. i'm only 19 so right yeah you're 19 yeah. right okay so um and i i had a car and uh you yeah, know bills. gas and yep. and this is a big town so there's a lot of gas from driving all over creation so um so, you know, I did that, and I tried to put some money back, which that didn't work either. I spent it all. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know. I do. That's I do know that. Yeah. That's what you so, do when you're 19 and 20. So,
1: Right, right. Yeah. So, well, I have um, money. I think
0: I'll spend it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and I can get credit cards, too? Wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, that um, happened, too. Uh, <laughs> of course. But, but um, so... My, The person that my mom married um, was a preacher's son, which, yeah, his dad was in his 70s as the pastor. And so, you know, he was in, I guess, his 50s or whatever. Right. I don't know. Anyway, so they went to this church that his dad pastored, and they were on the stricter side. Of the organization, okay. so being that this town is the headquarters, there's many, many smaller churches of the organization. All there's like 50 churches wow. in right, the area. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to that church. I'm 19. I want to pick my own church. So I found the most lenient church no. <laughs> that I could in state <laughs> the organization. <laughs> All right, and went there. So and we went there for a couple of years, and my sister came with me and. Made friends and and that's a little bit more where some of my closer more lifetime friends came from is from that church because I still I still talk to a lot of people from there. Um, so we went there for a couple of years, and through contacts at that church is how I met my husband.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So and it's twenty one. You point. were twenty one. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So so now you meet your husband, you get married, and you have triplets
1: yeah that was after 10 years of infertility treatments though whoa yeah so i skipped over a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah so um, from
0: 21 to 31 okay so you're you're going through all the in vitro stuff and, well that's right where it actually ends up, right
1: right so yeah. we um we met when i was 21 we got married when i was 23 and um we were talking about religion he was the almost complete opposite religion as me, so we met in the middle and, and decided to be non-denominational. <laughs> so, nice. Nice. Yeah. That's so, got to be refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it was, and 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 right. it worked out really well. Yeah. Um, and we had talked about having kids, and, you know, we so, said, okay, well, we'll wait a couple years, you know, after we get married. and Right. Um, you know, just, and, and then I'm like, you know what, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a problem. So... I just started talking to a doctor right away. And then all of a sudden there's surgeries and pills and tests and wow. surgeries. Yikes. Right away. Hmm. Well, yeah, cause oh, um, okay. I had endometriosis. So they right. had to take all that out. Right. And I took some pills and I was, the, the I don't know if you know much about any of this, but there's a pill called Clomid that's supposed to help with that. Mm. And you start out taking like one pill for a few days a month. And okay. then, they keep adding every month until you, you know, until it works. Well, I was up to like five pills a day during the month and nothing was working. So where he's like, okay, well let's stop that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: guess that's not working.
1: We'll move on to another one. Um, and then, so we did several years and, and not every month because, uh, it costs a lot. So we had to save up. So it was probably like every three or four months. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a procedure called, uh, it's IUI stands for intrauterine insemination. It's what most people think of as artificial insemination. Okay. So we did probably two or three years worth of those over and over. Two or three years, wow. Yeah, yeah, and they're probably four or five hundred dollars a pop. A go. So right, yeah. right,
0: and they're so and they're implanting multiple eggs.
1: Yeah, well, well, the artificial insemination is how graphic do you want me to get? <laughs> you can Get as
0: graphic as you want.
1: That's all. Um, it's all good. <laughs> uh, the, the IUI is the artificial insemination is the turkey baster thing, right? Okay. So they're not <laughs> the implanting my, my eggs are already in me. Okay. They're inserting other stuff. Uh, gotcha. Understood. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so we did several of those few years of that and those didn't work either. Um, and then cuz during that they also sh- shoot me with a bunch of uh, hormones and, and medicines right. and shots and try, stuff try to, to make
0: to, things encourage the system kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And that was screwing with my emotions, it was screwing with my Yeah, yeah cuz it's hormones, know. right. Yeah, and I'm gaining weight and I'm every it was just it was it's bad. miserable. Yeah. Yeah, so we decided that wasn't working, so we moved on to the IVF, which is the in vitro infertilization, where there's extraction from both. The right. fertilization happens in the lab, and then they reinsert. Right. So. And
0: that's when they're doing multiple ads Yes. Or go, right. Yeah, yeah. And hence the multiples.
1: Yes. Yes. The <laughs> first one, the first time we did it, it didn't work. Okay. Um, he, he put three didn't in. didn't attach and right, or something. Not, it, it did not work at all. Mm. Um. And so we talked to the doctor, and you know th- that cost more like fifteen grand. So per um, go or per go, yeah.
0: Wow. Um,
1: My now, goodness. thankfully, at that time, and and I, I kind of I I don't kind of I attribute this to God because, thankfully, at that time, I worked at the, at the health insurance company. I, oh. I worked for Flink, and they paid for all of it. Wow. So yeah, you never hear that. No, no, I had excellent health insurance. Yeah, wow, ten, ten, amazing. Tenures. But Good um, for you. yeah. So that that worked out really well. Um, they they paid a certain amount every year. Well, that first one was in October mm. and didn't work. And so we talked to the doctor, and he says, you know what? Let's take six months and just let your system rest, right? Let your body rest. Don't do anything. Don't think about it. Don't just just you know, turn it off. Go live your life. Right. And, right. Have a vacation. Because part
0: of it is 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 the, the stress that the whole thing is causing is exactly. messing up your yeah. hmm
1: Yeah. Right. So um so we waited the six months and then next March we did it again. Mm-hmm. And we put three in. And when I went back to take the blood test, they're like, Yay, it worked. Come back on Monday and we'll see how many took. I'm like, okay. Why, why would we need to do that? <laughs> She's like, well, your levels are kind of high, so we're thinking you might have twins. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I've always wanted twins. That's not a big deal. Right. So I go back on Monday, and he's doing the ultrasound, and you know, he's like, oh, look, it is twins. Look, and I have this, this printout of ultrasound pictures, and it says A, B, and then the next picture says A, B, and the next picture says A, B. And then he goes, um, no, I was wrong. It's three. And then the rest of the pictures say A B C A B C. ABC. ABC <laughs>
0: <laughs> this
1: guy was hiding
0: or this girl yes. was hiding.
1: <laughs> this girl. All three girls. Right. So, um, so, yes. And then we're like, OK, uh, we go from 10 years of nothing to boom, three. Yay. Wow. So, yeah. That's a that bit was,
0: of a tough pill to swallow.
1: Yeah. Um, but to be honest, you know, after 10 years of trying and all that stuff to, to right, have three, right. I'm like, Oh, I don't have to do it again. Yes. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> Instant
0: family. Yeah. We yeah. got three. It's good. <laughs> you just have to deal with those next, whatever, 10, 12 years and everything's great. Yeah. Years, whatever.
1: Well, yeah. Well, the life.
0: Yes, it's a life sentence, basically. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: There's, there's been a few years here and there when it hasn't been too bad. It 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 chills out
0: after the first, you know, eight or twelve. You know.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) They, um, they're ten now, and they're all girls. You know, so um, we're. I'm starting to see, you know, the hormones. Happen and the arguing That's and the personified, yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait until
0: yeah. they get to teenagers, then yeah, then, I, then they'll hate you. Yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> so. Looking forward at least to we, at least we know now. You know, because yeah. when I was a kid, and you know, everybody was like, "What's up with teenagers? Why do they? Why do they hate their parents?" You know, it's like, oh yeah, all right, got it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's supposed to work that way, you know, kind of thing. Right. Right. You can, you can, you know, not like it, but at least it's good to understand it. So. Exactly. So the next big veer then is your husband dies.
1: Yes. And and this was
0: when the the girls were three and a half.
1: Yes. Um, That happened. so the girls were born in 2006 and then um, 2009. So they were two and a half when we found out. Um, oh, okay. Wow. He, he had been having headaches and stuff, and I kept telling him, go to the doctor, go to the doctor, and he'd go to the doctor, and the doctor wouldn't really say much. And, you know, it, it was... And like what no I, big deal, right? Right. Okay. And what I didn't know because he didn't tell me, I found out afterwards, is that he was throwing up every day. And and, throwing
0: up every day and having headaches.
1: Yeah, but the, the throwing up part I didn't know about. Okay. And uh, there was one particular day um, in May, or was it May? Yeah, it must have been May. There was one particular day that um, he, we came home from church, it was a Sunday, and he said, just turn off all the lights and make sure the girls don't scream. And I'm like, number one, let's not turn out all the lights. Number two, you try to make three two-year-old girls not scream at all. You know, I, there's That's no impossible. way <laughs> it's really impossible. And he was very, he was very agitated. And and so it, it got to the point where I was so frustrated. I called my mom and I said, mom, you need to come and watch the girls. I'm not going to tell John until you walk in the door, because when you come in, he's going to the ER. And she said, okay. And so she drove out here, it took her about 30 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, when she showed up at the door, he's like, well, what is she doing here? I'm like, put your shoes on. You're going to the hospital. He's like, no, I'm not. I said, yes, you are. She's here to watch the girls. Put your shoes on. You're going to the ER. So um, wow. I, I finally talked him into it, and he got there. And they started triaging him for migraines. And okay. I'm like, I don't really think this is migraines, but go ahead. So they, you know, we spent a couple hours, and they're doing this and that and other tests and whatever. And then there's a shift change. At the hospital, and new new doctor comes on. This is later on in the evening. New doctor comes on, and um, he's like, he comes to me and he says, "I know they've been triaging him for migraines and everything, but I'd like to do a CT just to just Just to to rule stuff
0: rule that out."
1: Right. So I'm like, "Fine, do whatever you need to do." So we went and did the CT. Comes back, he says, "Um." you need to get your stuff together and get in your car. We're taking him in an ambulance down to Barnes. He said there has been bleeding in his brain in the last 14 days, and it looks like there might be a tumor there. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, so um, the You the never hospital- want to hear that. No, no. The hospital we were at was the one right by our house, and Barnes-Jewish is, is the big one downtown St. Louis that... that um,
0: they have brain surgeons and...
1: Yeah, and Sightman Cancer Center is down mm. there too. So, um, so they sent us down there because they didn't have an MRI machine. They had the CT machine, but they didn't have an MRI machine. So they sent us down there, and by that time it was almost midnight. Um, so they do, the, the MRI takes about an hour. They come out and they say, Yes, there's a tumor there. Um, we want to do a surgery to take it out. And this was, uh, this was, uh, Sunday night into Monday. That was Memorial day weekend. Okay. So, um, and so I said, okay, uh, when are we going to do this? Well, initially it was going to be two weeks out and then, uh, the schedule changed. Somebody, something got moved around or whatever. And so they ended up doing it that Friday. But, um, so he came. He stayed at the hospital till Wednesday, and when when we knew that the the surgery was gonna be Friday, he came home and he spent all day Thursday. His mom, his sister, his nieces, the girls, my mom, my sister, everybody came over, and we just spent all day Thursday with him, just hanging out because um, what the MRI told us was that whatever this tumor was was around his speech and motor centers. Mm. Okay. So he's he said whatever happens with this surgery I'm not going to be the same person and I want to spend this day. Mm. So um, good.
0: good, yeah. Plan.
1: So we we spent the the whole day of that Thursday together, and then that Friday, uh, the surgery was twelve hours. Wow. Yeah, and um, they went in, uh, but they were only able to get about seventy five percent of it out without permanently damaging a bunch of stuff. Sure. So, they said, "Well, we got about seventy, seventy-five percent out. We're going to try to treat the rest with chemotherapy and radiation." And when they when they were in there, they found that it was melanoma, which is skin cancer. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Um, Wow. So it's no, no. I
0: get it because that's that's just kind of like where it starts from. That's right. So it started as a melanoma.
1: Yeah. Well, normally melanoma starts on your skin somewhere. You have a lesion on your skin. Okay. Uh, and it's, it can eventually get to the brain, but it, it's migrating from somewhere else. So they decided they wanted to see if they could find the primary lesion somewhere on his skin. So he did some PET scans and more scans and tests, and went to an eye doctor and an, you know looked at his corneas to see if there was anything in there. and we, they searched from top to bottom and could not find a primary lesion huh. anywhere. So it's, they said it's very rare that it develops directly in the brain, uh, but they see may, one, maybe two cases a year on it. Weird. And so, yeah, that was very weird. So thus begins the next 10 months. Um, he was on steroids to, to uh, reduce the swelling in his mm-hmm. brain, which made the rest of his body swell up really bad.
0: So was he so, able to talk at this point, or was that all was um, function gone?
1: right after the surgery because of the swelling he could not talk and he could not move his right side okay so he had he had inpatient therapy for two i think two weeks and then outpatient therapy for another couple weeks but he was extremely determined mm-hmm. and the therapist said that he that out of everybody that they've ever seen come through that he's recovered the fastest from that type of a surgery because wow. he was determined yeah. to get his speech back and walk home and, you know, do all this stuff. And um Wow. But it it was very difficult for me to watch because oh, yeah. he got he got to the point where he could say two of the three girls' names. Mm. But the third one was the one that he, you know, because when they were infants, we had taken, you know, I took two and he took one and, you know, and feedings and changings and all that stuff. So we kind of divided the duties. Right.
0: Divide and conquer. I get it.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, the one that he couldn't say was the one that he had taken. You know, he had always taken care of Mm. and it frustrated him so bad and he would cry. He would because he had given them all nicknames, Mm. you know, and so he would say T. Because he always called Taryn Big T, so he'd say Big T, um, and then Shannon he always called Shanny, so he'd say Big T and Shanny. But he could not say Caitlin, and um, it it was so hard to watch him try. And he right. look at the picture and he knew who she was, and he just couldn't say it.
0: No, no, I get that. Yeah, it's almost like a stroke victim. Yeah, it's like the it's like they they have the the notion, but the the word just is somehow disconnected. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Yeah. And they they had me in there for a couple of the tests that they would do, you know, and associating a word with an object. Yeah. yeah. So, they, you know, like a pen or a straw or whatever. And they would say, um, they would hand him a straw and say, what do you do with this? And he would put it up to his mouth and show, you know, you put it into a cup and, you know, this is what you use it for. Mm-hmm. And then they would lay it back down. And then she would say, pick up the straw. And he would have no idea what the straw was. Right. You know, so that no was kind of association, gonna, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it was very frustrating to watch. Um, yeah. But we, we went. scary. He got most of it back after about a month or two. Wow. That's you know, quick. And he was. Yeah, yeah. And the swelling went down in his brain and everything. So and he was he was taking some chemo medication that was supposed to be helping. And so around. So that was May that the surgery happened. So around like Octoberish. Uh huh. Uh, they decided to take him off the steroids and um, see if everything was working okay, the, the radiation and all that stuff. So they took him off the steroids. Well, um, at some point between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I don't remember the exact day, um, he, his mom lives like five minutes from Barnes. So right. he would stay with her during the week. And then he would stay with us on the weekends so I could at least work or take care of the girls or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, I would pick him up on Thursdays. Well, I went to pick him up, and he was completely unresponsive. She had met me at the door, and she said he's unresponsive. He he can say yes, no, and I don't know, and even those responses don't match the question.
0: And this is from where he was basically okay-ish.
1: Right, right. It just kind of all of a sudden happened. And so we took him back to the doctor. They put him back on the steroids uh, and got us through Christmas. Um, He had a great Christmas that year. Um, He he was very aware, very coherent. He Mm. was present for the girls. He was there. We have pictures. It was a, a very, very good Christmas. But then, when we went back to the hospital in January, they did a, another MRI and found that um, it was growing again. Mm. And it was going very, very fast. So it was very aggressive. Wow! Um, by February, uh, it had grown so much that it, he lost um, a lot of his movement again. So he was in a wheelchair by right. the end. Of, yeah, by the end of February, he had lost most of his speech. And they were at the point that they had uh, the doctors had exhausted all the treatment options, and they sent him home on hospice.
0: Wow! So in February.
1: Yeah, uh, beginning wow. of March. Yeah. Beginning
0: of March. Yikes! Wow. So. Um, so, so you that, went from thinking uh, that we're we're doing okay, you know, right, things are right. getting better, to one day, ooh, not so much. Exactly. And then, and then it just rapidly goes to. Hospice, wow! Right, that's on yeah. a roller coaster of emotions, right there.
1: Right within a two month time span. That's that what was, I mean. Yeah, right. It was. Really, it was you really think
0: fast. you think you're good, and then all of a sudden, no.
1: Right. Ugh. Yeah, that's brutal. It, it was, it, and you know, I mean, the girls at this point now, the girls are three. They they had turned three in November, mm. and you know, but still, they they don't know what's going on. They no. you know, and. That's tough
0: for them to get that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you try to explain as much as you can, but you know, they just they don't understand. No. And so while he was home, uh, you know, he he was extremely stubborn and he would try to get out of bed mm. and he would fall and you know, I he was bigger than me. I could not lift him. Right. So I'd have to call the ambulance and have them come and pick him up and you know, it was it was like this for several weeks. And um, it got to the point that he would never let me sleep. I was, you know, I was exhausted. Um, And so the hospice that we had gave for, uh, they had a thing where you could send him back to the hospital for like five days for respite care for the caregiver. Mm -hmm. So I did that um, and then spent the first three days in bed with 103 fever.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> wow. and the the girls, I have a, um, I belong to a high order multiples club here in St. Louis for people with triplets and higher. And, uh, one of the families that, w- that's in the club took them for those three days so that I could rest.
0: Yeah, well, you need, you need help too. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, That's um, a 24-7 job right there, taking care of three
1: girls. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Especially that little, yeah. Yeah. Um. But then when I went to pick him up on the fifth day, they told me I couldn't take him home because he had gotten to the point where, you know, they said he's never st- he never stays in bed. He won't stay in bed. You can't handle him anymore. He's mm. got to be somewhere where somebody can watch him 24-7. Wow. And they, you know, they told me I had to take him to a nursing home. Well, he didn't want that. And so I fought him on it for a little bit. But, you know, they were pretty adamant and wouldn't let me take him. So um, we put him in a nursing home. And three days later, he died.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. So that's how. And you know, there's tons of guilt there for me because he wanted to die at home. He wanted to be around us. He, yeah. he didn't want to. You know. So I'm like three days. I couldn't handle it for three days. Really. <laughs> you didn't know it was gonna yeah. be three days. <laughs> right. But you know, it's just all the. But no, I did I fight it. it. They didn't let me. You know. And no, it was, I know
0: we beat ourselves up about these things like forever. Yeah. Right, you probably yeah. will for a long time. <laughs> true, true. Because of the hindsight being twenty twenty, you're going to have that that bias of had I known it was going to be three days, maybe I would have toughed it out. You know, right? But you didn't yeah. not have that information, so no, Ikes. So yeah. now you have to deal with um, being a, a widowed single mom, right? right? Three, three and a half year old triplets. Right. And you still got to work. And I, I take it now you were already in your corporate accounting gig at this point.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I missed a part um, right, okay. after the, right after the surgery, um, two weeks after the surgery, June 14th, actually. No, it was the 12th because our anniversary was the 14th, June 12th. Um, I got laid off my job. Oops. Yeah. So wow. I, I had no job. And three three three-year-olds and a husband in a wheelchair and therapy and stuff. And I, you know, know nothing. However. Yeah. However, the CFO of the job that I was at, um, it was a small company. So the owner was in the office, you know, right down the hall. And um, the the CFO marched to the owner's office and said, I can't believe you're doing this to her right now. And if you don't pay her insurance until she doesn't need it anymore, then I'm quitting. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So, wow. so the owner paid for my Cobra insurance for the next year. So I didn't have to worry about it, wow. which was a, a, a blessing for that part of it. So that's huge. Yeah. But still, ouch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then.
0: That's like a, a, a pylon you got, you know. Um, yeesh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> you were situated, you, you had depression. And well, first off, you know, grieving, you know, is a. Uh, something we all have to do. You're going to go through that anyway, but right. you know, even if you weren't going through grief, you still had uh, a bit of a pit to climb out up there.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing was, you know, w- while he was still around, we ended up obviously being able to get some disability. Right. Um, and, and I did temp jobs here and there, but mm. I couldn't even keep one of those because he was, you know, I, I wasn't sleeping.
0: Yeah. And you're you know, not available as much. Right.
1: right and right. you know, when I was there, I'm half asleep and I'm falling asleep at my desk and yeah. you know, it just, they all understood, you know, every, everywhere I went, I told them what my right. situation was right off the bat, you know? And so they all understood, but then again, you know, business is business and they can't right. keep me if I'm not doing anything. So, right. right. so there was that. Um, but you know, and then after he died, I I kind of went into survival mode. I didn't really grieve when I should have or when I needed to. I guess because I was taking care of them, right? You know, and compartmentalized, pretty much. um, You know, they they couldn't. I'll grieve
0: later. I have to survive now.
1: Right, right. And so that was my that was my main goal at that point. Okay. Um. So you know, I have. Three kids that I have to potty train, and I have to, you know, train to not sleep in cribs anymore, and I have to take binkies away, and I have to, you know, all this stuff that I have to do when they're that age, and right. um, you know, taking them to daycare so I can at least find some sort of temp jobs, which at that point it was a little bit easier to get temp jobs, but, you know, I was still kind of uh, surviving on those type of gigs, and I had, I had. Before the girls were born, I had started a video production company, oh, wow. and so um, I had some contacts. So anytime I would need a little extra cash here or there, I would call and say, "Hey, do you guys have any video jobs for me?" And I would go out and I would do uh, little video jobs that took two or three hours out, and then I could edit at home. Uh-huh. Uh, so you know, I did I did a lot of that. So having having that previous business that I had put on hold because I had triplets. <laughs> right, right, right. It turned um, out to be a good thing.
0: It kind of Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that that enabled me to get some extra cash here and there and uh, and help keep us afloat. And then of course, you know, social security. So, you know, there was that as well. Good. Um, Thank goodness. Yeah, and the system the, worked. So that's yes, good. I mean, that's yes. what it's there for. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So, and I had a lot, I mean, I have a lot of support here. You know, my uh, mom and sister's here, his mom and sister's here, and, you know, several other people from his family, and, you know, my church in my church. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I had a lot of support, and everybody was extremely helpful. But after a year or so, everybody else gets on with their life, you know, which is good, good, and that's the way it should be. But that doesn't change the fact that I still have my... (laughs) You know,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: so, no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, You're people still deep in it, you know, right, right. Yeah. You know, and, and people help when they can, you know, which is, is very helpful. And I, you know, um, I have some great friends and some great people and they, you know, still on occasion, everybody helps me. But, um, you know, after a while it becomes, I have to figure out how to do this myself. Yeah. You know, so, um, my mom, oh, let see, I guess they were probably three, four, five. They five. They're about five. And my mom moved in to help me out a little bit so that I could actually get a full-time job. Right. And, you know, so this was before they started kindergarten, the year before they started kindergarten. Um, so they would, they would go to like a preschool three days a week. And then my mom would be there to pick them up and bring them home and, you know, help, help me around the house so that I could actually get a full-time job and have some uh, steady income. Right. So um, that was about when they were, I don't know, I think probably around five is, is when that happened. <clears throat> and, um, you know, when I, I don't know if you've, uh, you said you hadn't listened to the episode yet, but when I was talking to Phaedra, she asked me when, what was the turnaround point when I was able to start noticing that I could actually start grieving and, and work on myself. And the point was, one of the girls, it was probably around six or seven, they insisted on making their own sandwich. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's something simple that I'm going to do it myself, and I'm like, oh, they they're old enough to actually do stuff for themselves. Huh. I can rest a little bit. You I know? could probably take a little like chill
0: pill here.
1: Right? Yeah. Wow. So so that was that was my. Uh, aha moment! I don't know if you know John Lee Dumas, but sure. he always talks about I, uh-huh aha moments. And that yes. was my aha moment there. I'm like, right? I can start having them do stuff for themselves. They, you know? They,
0: yeah, yeah. They're they're almost. Uh, they've got a level of uh, automation. Here. Right.
1: <laughs> the level of automation, yeah. They know how to put meat on bread and spread some stuff on it and eat it. You know, you know and if, if the, yeah. if the jug of milk is halfway, they can pour it, you know? Right.
0: right. That's so wow.
1: it's the, and, and at that point I'm like, okay, so now I can step back. I can take some deep breaths. I can see what I need, what I want, what I, you know, so. And let's see, that was what like I said. I think I was about seven. So about two or three years ago. Um, so that's when I started um, thinking about, well maybe I can start another business and, and mm. maybe, you know, get into something like that. So that was kind of my click that I was like, ah, oh, okay, let's try something else now. So mm-hmm. I started a bookkeeping business. Oh neat. Okay. And you know, I did that. I mean I still had my full time job but I'm like, this'll bring some extra cash so that we can get ahead a little bit. Okay. Well, When he died, he didn't have any life insurance, so you know we had to file bankruptcy, and there was you know this whole thing, and uh, we did Chapter 13, which is where you make payments. So that was a five-year thing. Um, So I was like, well, I've got I've got this stuff, and I want to be able when when this five years is up, I want to be able to you know build my credit back up, and you know so I started this bookkeeping business, and I had a few clients uh, here and there. It was you know it was profitable, but it, it wasn't a full time job. Right. Um so then I came across John Lee Dumas at some point. <laughs> I
0: don't remember. Probably exactly. like 2013 or 2014, something like that.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, I um at that point I was looking for some resources for parents of older multiples. There was tons of stuff out there for parents of babies you know twins and triplets and whatever of babies and there were baby products and you know all this stuff but you know mine are getting older i'm like is there any resources for single parents or multiples or older multiples or anything like that and i couldn't find anything
0: oh okay
1: so i thought i will start a podcast for parents of multiples so i did that and called it multiple personalities (laughs) right Yeah, check that out. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. I I think I have thirteen episodes out there. I have seven more that I need to release. Right. Um. That I just haven't got out there, and and I still that one I still do on occasion, and it's more of when I find somebody that I think you know would be interesting to talk to or have some something to say, then I'll interview them. But that's not released regularly.
0: Right. Right it's more like on a hobby basis.
1: Right, right. Mm. And and just for me to, to chat with other people <laughs> you know, sure. yeah, that yeah. are in the same situation. Other other,
0: other unicorns such as yourself.
1: Exactly, right? <laughs> so I but it was really cool because I got to talk to um a sleep specialist. I talked oh, nice. to a guy that um does audio bedtime stories for kids. Mm. Um. Yeah. A, a lady that. Okay. So let's see. She is a twin. She has twins, and her job is as an academic researching twins. <laughs> yeah. She's just living twins. Exactly. So I I got her. her from all angles on that one. I'm like, all wow. right. How how was it being a twin, and how is it having twins now that you know and right. you know all that stuff? It was really cool. It would and, make
0: sense though that like. If you're naturally a twin, then you're probably gonna have twins.
1: Well, they right? say it skips a generation. Oh, so,
0: interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: Who knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, and then then all of a sudden, everywhere I'm meeting people people just out on the street. I worked for uh, one of my bookkeeping clients was a, a lawyer downtown Clayton, and she had two sets of twins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm like okay, had that happen. <laughs> but uh, and then. Um, I interviewed a guy that had a set of twins and a set of triplets,
0: mm. and so you know it was just it
1: was very. So you're interesting basically using your
0: uh, your podcast as therapy, pretty much. Yeah, which is just a really good tool. Let me tell you. Yeah. If yeah. you're out there and you need therapy, just start a podcast. Start a podcast. Everybody is using podcasts as therapy, me included. <laughs> there you go. Yep. And it, it was and it, and, it, and it creates all sorts of surprises. Then oh yeah life.
1: yeah. Yeah. And and I made some connections that um, that was just very interesting, I, and you know I would have never found any other way. You know right. it was it was just really cool. And then I talked to a set of twins together that are were identical, and they t- told me some stories of how um, you know mistaken identity stories, which is always funny. Right. And um and then I talked to a lady that is a fraternal twin, but I talked to her and her mom, who was an early childhood development specialist. So I talked to them together. So I got the mother-daughter kind of thing. So it was, it was really cool. Sounds like a blast. Yeah. Yeah. So that got me the experience. And, um, you know, I had, you know, like I said, I did video production, so I I understood the editing part of it and I, I could do that, but it gave me some, uh, on the mic experience it gave me interview experience and, you know, just the whole podcasting process. Right. And I kind of got the bug. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a little bit. No, for sure. So, um,
0: this is my third, so I get it.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: I, I tried blogging for a while and that's when you kind of like, I learned that, uh, whatever it is that you try to do, be it a hobby or a business or whatever is, you should try to do something that you actually just, like doing <laughs> right because <right. laughs> I didn't really like I still don't really like writing I can do it I can do it well enough you know to get along right. but I wouldn't do it if you know nobody was paying me <laughs> right <laughs> unless right. it's just like journaling or something now on the other hand having a conversation with somebody that I just met that has an interesting story to tell I'll do that for free every day
1: oh yeah see and see? Then I'm the same way is. yeah yeah I you know I I wrote and yeah, I, I actually, I didn't tell you, but I went to night school um, while I, the 10 years during all the infertility procedures, I went right. to night school. I got two bachelors and a master's. Whoa. So. Um, <laughs> wow. But I had to write papers constantly because none of the adult education programs, you don't have tests. You give presentations and right. papers. Yeah, yeah. I did so the same I, thing. So I in, wrote uh, all that.
0: Yeah. And uh, uh, University of Phoenix, there are no, there are no tests or quizzes. Right. So right. your your grades are all just your your group projects, your group papers, and your group presentations, and your presentations that you do on your own. So
1: exactly, yeah, I, yeah it's a lot of writing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't really enjoy writing. Um no, Me neither. So I'm like I like to talk. I yeah. will talk somebody's ear. My, you know, my friends always, you will talk to a blank wall. I'm I, like <laughs> I totally will. <laughs> me
0: too. You know, some people just like talking. Some people like writing. You know? that's right. You know, and yeah. there's other folks out there that have no problem just sort of like talking to a mic with no one else. Right. I don't really like doing that.
1: No, you have to have a conversation. Right. Right. Me too. Yeah. 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 I just yeah. want to have me a chat.
0: Yeah. With right. another person. If I, if I have to pretend like I'm talking to somebody that's not interacting with me, it, <laughs> <laughs> it feels weird. It
1: does. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I got that bug, and so now I've started another one, uh, and it's more business-related. Right. Um, I have, uh, uh, in the midst of everything else as well, um, mostly during the time when I wasn't working, I, uh, I trained with um, a business consultant, actually two of them. I have two specific trainers that I had trained with Mm. and I've I've decided to start a a consulting company and the podcast kind of goes along with it. So the podcast is called the inspired startup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I checked that out. It's pretty cool.
1: And yeah. And, um, I'm attempting five days a week. It's not going as well as I thought, but (laughs) I'm still, I am still, That's, that's a bit of a stretch. That's a lot of work. Well, what it is though is one interview split up into five different small interviews. That's I mean, small episodes. Yeah,
0: because that's, that is an okay model because a, a lot of folks will tell you that, you know, people don't want to have an hour. They don't want to commit to an hour. So they'll, right. they'll get scared away by something that, you know, comes up 45 minutes to 60 I'm not going to... Who the hell am I? I can't... I don't have that kind of time, you know? So right. if you break them up... And oh it's only 10 minutes or oh it's only 12 minutes. They'll eventually listen to the whole thing. Probably right. all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Likely, yeah. Yeah, but the 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 you know the running time will scare them away if they're below a certain age threshold. True. I kind of did that on purpose so most of mine are 45 minutes plus. Right. Uh, Cuz yeah. I'm talking to Gen Xers.
1: Right. That and makes I don't sense.
0: yeah, and I don't, you know, um I'm almost the opposite, you know, like, uh, YouTube blank things just annoy me to no end. It's like, if I want to, you know, sit down and do a thing, right. I, I have at least an hour, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? So if I have to like make five choices in an hour, <laughs> it, right. it annoys me, you know? Well, yeah,
1: I like to listen while I'm working.
0: Right. Yeah. You You just want to leave it on, you know. Right. Right. I'm with you.
1: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've done, though, is I have five. uh, I talk to business owners and I have I have five different, um, I guess, sections so that I can split it up. And I I call it my five M's. Uh, their motivation for starting their business uh their business model so okay. the second one is model third one is marketing so where do you find your customers or how do you go about that? management is the fourth one and then the fifth one is uh method so, so and then method is just um like applications and processes and you know techie stuff so wow. well, and I so then you, I just you take
0: one hour recording and you split it up into that many five episodes
1: yeah. Yes, exactly. Perfect. So they're, so the I'm shorts, okay with so. it. I yeah. was <laughs> going to
0: try to talk you into just doing one a week, but you're already kind of doing one a week.
1: Yeah, it's one it's, person a week. It's, it's just, one person
0: a week, and it's a little bit more editing time, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and I do a little, even though I, I, this is probably what's holding me up, is my little talking before and after. Yeah. But, yeah. No. I
0: stopped doing that because it was, I, I was starting to like not like doing it. So whenever there's a piece of my thing that I don't like doing, it'll do what you said. It, it, it freezes me up. I'm like, oh, I got to do that thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I just stopped doing it. <laughs> right. I'm trying to figure out a way that I can still keep what I'm doing without doing that part. But right now, that's what's throwing me off. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, like I'm with part. you
0: completely because I was just doing it because that's what everybody else was doing. You know, Tim Ferriss was doing that, and, you know, Chris Brogan, they were doing these ins and outs. So there would be an in, and then that was just a chat with the audience. Very short, you know, maybe like two, three minutes tops, maybe a little bit longer. And then the interview, and then an out, you know, or another chat, two, three minutes. Bye. I love you. Have a nice day. And I was trying to do all of that, but I was like, oh, just like it it was, again, it's that empty mic syndrome. I know, it right? It bothers me. Right. I'm like, yeah, maybe I could I just need to uh, ask Regina, hey, let's let's get together and bang out ten of these
1: things. <laughs> there we go. I'm there for you, man. Let's do it together. There you
0: that might work. That, what'd you talk about on this show? We talked about all of this stuff. Okay, great. All right, let's do the next one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm totally there. That yeah. might work. <laughs> yeah, because I um I listen to and this is probably not one that I necessarily expect you to to know about or listen to because it's mainly for women. But right. um, Natalie Eckdahl does a, a podcast called The Biz Chicks, and okay. she when she would do her interviews, she would have at the end she'd have her takeaways. You know, this mm. is what I got out of this conversation. I'm like, oh, I like that, mm. but but then I'm like, I'm not talking to anybody. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, so, it's almost I like know. you have to
0: outsource uh, just a person to get on Skype with you, so you can do
1: that. Maybe I should give a computer to one of my kids and have them in the other room. And say, "Okay, Tim, this is what." <laughs> <laughs> or if they're even sitting right next to you,
0: as long as there's somebody there in the room, you know.
1: Yeah, I could do that too. Well, I could do. And then oh. that, yeah, she would be like, "What are you talking about?" Man? This make sense at all. That would be hilarious, by the way. <laughs>
0: Okay, so it's theinspiredstartup.com, dot com, right? Yes. So if uh, if they want to check that out, that's that's where that's at. Is there anything yes. else we need to talk about?
1: Well, um, I'm getting ready to start accepting clients. Ooh, cool! Here in the next week or so, and the the two the two main things that I do right now is if you're an existing business, I have. Um, I have some programs that will help increase the bottom line, going to work on your marketing and your systems and processes so I can help existing businesses um, streamline their processes and and help them to uh, get some more income and more bottom line profits. For someone, and then my other thing is for anyone that doesn't already have a business but is thinking about it or wanting to, Mm. I have a program that I can help them, to uh figure out their focus or figure out what where their skills and their passions come together to create oh, their best business that's a good niche so yeah, yeah. um because i mean you know people are just like uh you can just go with your passion and i'm like well it's not always the no, passion that doesn't work you know you gotta you gotta take into consideration your skills yeah. And, you know, kind of match them together. And also, um, my motto is kind of, uh, I, I kind of stole it from one of the people that I trained with, so she's okay because I'm licensed with her, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's life first, work second. For so sure. life uh, first. Yes. So we talk about how, what do you want your life to look like? And yeah. then let's how do you pay for that.
0: Let's support, create that. a business. Right. Yeah.
1: To support the life you want. So, for um, sure. so that's the kind of stuff that I do, and um, I'm starting. At, there's, there's a few things on the Inspired Startup website. There is more uh, for the client side on my other website, ReginaDury.net. Oh, okay, gotcha. So um, I'll put so both they,
0: in the show notes. So okay,
1: awesome. That'd yeah, be cool. yeah, No worries. And then, of course, if you have twins, triplets, quads, quints, sextuplets, septuplets, whatever, the Wow.
0: Okay, so all of those will be in the show notes. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for reaching out and, uh, and hanging out with me for an hour or so.
1: Thank you. I enjoyed the conversation. It doesn't seem like it's already been an hour. I know. It went really fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's, all right. We should do it again sometime. We should.
0: I should be on your podcast. Well, I don't really have a business, and I don't have twins. so.
1: Well, we can find something for you to do on my show. <laughs> okay. If you're we'll cool with that, all right, <laughs>
0: I'm down with that. Cool. All
1: right, well, that will be
0: cool. Thanks. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for taking the
1: time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V-double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.